Hello and happy day. This is Dr. Mary Ann DiOrio, your virtual life coach, welcoming you to Winning with the Word. Today we're going to be discussing a topic that can change the course of your life if you put it into practice. We're going to be talking about the power of the spoken word. Have you ever considered the power of words? Surely you've had the negative experience of being hurt by someone's words. Worse yet, you yourself may have uttered words that hurt others, especially those you love most. So you most likely already know that words have power. Words are containers of either life or death. What they contain is what we decide to put into them. If our words contain life, they will not only bless us, but they will also bless others. If our words contain death, they will not only hurt us, but they will hurt others as well. The human being is unique among all creation in that he has the power of speech. This is one of the chief ways that we reflect the image of God. The Bible, God's manual for man, tells us in Genesis 1:27 that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Since we are created in God's image, then he expects us to operate the way he does. Well, how does God operate? One of the chief ways in which he operates is through spoken words. You see, God created the universe through words. He used words to speak the universe into existence. This truth is clearly seen in the first chapter of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 says this, then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Genesis chapter 1, verse 9. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. Throughout the first chapter of Genesis, we read, And God said, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. Whatever God said came to pass, it was so. Well, just as God created through spoken words, so do we. Just as what God said was so, whatever we say will be so. It is a spiritual law established by God, and when God establishes a law, nothing can change it. Perhaps you never thought about this before, and perhaps you're even questioning this concept of the power of spoken words. But let me prove to you from the Bible, God's word, that we too create our lives through what we say. The book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. What an amazing statement. The phrase the power of the tongue means that the tongue has power. As I mentioned earlier, we all know from personal experience that this is true. Since most of us, if not all of us, have been hurt by negative words spoken by others. Sadly, we ourselves may have hurt others by our own negative words. So the tongue has power. What kind of power does it have? Well, the verse I just read tells us that the tongue has the power of life and the power of death. In other words, the tongue has the power to create life or to create death. What does this mean in practical everyday terms? It means that what we say with our tongue can cause us to fail or to succeed. It can cause us to be sick or to be healthy. It can cause us to be financially broke or 
to be debt-free and prosperous. Let's take a look at some other scripture verses on the tongue. Proverbs 15, verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. What is a wholesome tongue? It's a tongue that speaks only what lines up with the Bible, God's holy word. Several years ago, I was reading my Bible and I came across the scripture verse in Ephesians 4, 29 that says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. As I thought about that verse, I said to the Lord, I guess I'm obeying this verse since I don't curse. Then the Lord asked me, what is a corrupt word? I said, it's profanity, Lord. Ever so gently, he replied, profanity is only part of it. A corrupt word is any word that does not agree with my word. To say I was surprised is putting it mildly. What God showed me that day was something very profound. Anything that we speak that does not agree with what God says is evil and wrong. For a while after that conversation with the Lord, I didn't say much. I began to weigh my words. Did what I say agree with what God said in his word? For instance, I found myself saying things like, I don't remember. As I looked into God's word, however, I noticed in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that God has given me a sound mind, and a sound mind is a mind that has no trouble remembering things. So I began speaking that I have a sound mind and that I remember easily. As I began continually to speak that I remember things easily, I found myself remembering things more and more easily. The same law will work for you since laws do not discriminate. They are universal. Perhaps you're having financial problems. You may be in debt over your head with no sign of relief in sight. What can you do? First of all, check your words. What have you been saying about your debt? Have you been saying that you always have more month at the end of your money? Have you been saying that you will never get out of debt? Have you been saying that you're in a dead-end job? Or perhaps you're having health challenges. What have you been saying about your health? Have you been complaining continually about how awful you feel? Have you been saying things like, I feel lousy, I'm always so tired, I pro I'll probably die of a heart attack just like my father? Be careful what you say, for what you say is what you will get. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. If you sow negative words, you will reap a negative crop. If you sow positive words, you will reap a positive crop. What are negative words? They are words that say something about you other than what God says about you. What are positive words? They are words that say about you what God says about you. Well, how can you know what God says about you? There is only one way, and that is by studying the Bible. In fact, the Bible is called God's Word. As you study the Bible, you will begin to learn what God says about you. For instance, God says that if you are in Christ, then you are forgiven of all your sins, you are healed in your body, you are prosperous financially, emotionally, and socially. Notice I said that if you are in Christ. You see, only those who are in Christ, that is, only those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and have made him the Lord of their lives, are his children and have a right to these blessings. If you have not yet accepted Christ as your Savior and Lord, 
I will show you how to do that at the end of this program. Another important verse on the power of the tongue is Proverbs 13, verse 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Do you like to talk a lot? If so, you need to pay more attention to this than someone who doesn't talk much. The person who talks a lot has a greater tendency to get into trouble than does the quiet person. Why? Because as the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. You see, when you talk too much, the odds are greater that you will sin with your mouth. In other words, that you will say something you shouldn't say, something hurtful or untrue or exaggerated. Proverbs 21, verse 23 states that whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. To guard your mouth and your tongue means to choose your words carefully, to think before you speak. In many situations, it simply means to keep your mouth shut. If you're like me, you've experienced the awful sinking feeling of putting your foot in your mouth. You desperately wish that you could retrieve the negative, perhaps hurtful words you've spoken but it's impossible to do so. All you can do is ask forgiveness and do better next time. One of my husband's favorite sayings is that you cannot unring a bell. How true. But what if you're having trouble controlling your tongue? What can you do? In chapter 3, verse 8 of the book of James, we read that the human tongue can be tamed by no man. So what are we to do? Is the situation hopeless? Not at all, because there is a way to tame the tongue, and that is to put it under the lordship of Jesus Christ. You see, without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, it's impossible to control the tongue. In fact, it's impossible to live the Christian life at all without the power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Well, how do we get that power? In only one way, through accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and the Lord of our life. Jesus himself said in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way to restored fellowship with God the Father, and it is only through this restored fellowship that we have the power to control our tongues and to live life in victory. Not only that, but the only way to be saved from eternal damnation in hell is to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. I find it most interesting that in order to be saved from hell, we have to use our tongue. Romans 10 verses 9 to 10 explains this. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you see, even to be saved, you have to speak words. What words? Words of belief in the saving power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and words of repentance for your sin. Just as the words you speak determine the course of your life on this earth, so do the words you speak determine the course of your life after you leave this earth. So the words you speak are literally a matter of life or death. It's vitally important, therefore, for us to choose our words very carefully. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2 tells us that we are snared 
by the words of our mouth. This means that we are entrapped or caught by the words that we speak. Have you ever made a promise that you wish you had not made? In order to be true to your word, you have to fulfill your promise, but it may cost you a big price. Yet, unless it's a promise that would violate God's commandments, you have to keep your word if you want to be a person of integrity. Had you not spoken the words of the promise you made, you would not find yourself in a difficult situation. Proverbs 14, verse 3, says that the lips of the wise shall preserve them. This means that the tongue of a wise person will keep him from getting into trouble because the wise person controls his tongue. He doesn't say things he should not say. By the same token, he does say things he should say. A person of wise lips thinks before he speaks. A person of foolish lips, on the other hand, speaks before he thinks. The last scripture verse I would like to discuss is Proverbs chapter 17, verse 20. He who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. What is a perverse tongue? Webster's Dictionary defines perverse as that which has turned away from what is right or good. Well, what is right and good? What God says in the Bible, his holy word is right and good. So a perverse tongue is a tongue that has turned away from speaking words that agree with God's word. It is a tongue that does not speak right and good things. What happens to a person who does not use his tongue to speak right and good things? According to Proverbs 17, verse 20, such a person falls into evil. Is there evil in your life? If so, check out what you've been saying with your tongue. You may discover that you have been causing the evil by the words you have been speaking. As I said earlier in this podcast, taming the tongue is impossible without the help of Jesus Christ. If you have not accepted Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, I invite you to do so now. You see, Christianity is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So come to him now. Let him help you tame your tongue and every other area of your life. Just repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I admit that I am a sinner in need of your mercy and grace. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for me, and that you rose again on the third day. I invite you now to come into my life. I receive you as my personal Savior and as the Lord of my life. Make of me all that you created me to be. Amen. If you sincerely prayed this prayer, you are now a born-again Christ follower. I invite you to write to me at Dr. Marianne at MarianneDiorio.com. I would like to send you a little booklet that will help you get started in your Christian walk. I also invite you to visit my website at MarianneDiorio.com. And if you don't attend a church, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to the church of His choice for you, the place where you can learn the full gospel of Jesus Christ and where you can use the gifts that God has given you to bless others. Until next time, remember that God loves you just as you are and where you are, and that he will help you to keep on winning with the word. <music>